This is It Was a Thing on TV. Spoiler number one is Dr. Lee Franz. It stinks. What is going on? <laughs> what is going on? Hello, uh, this is a very special live episode of It Was a Thing on TV. Chico's here, Greg's here, and I'm here. And what we're doing is tonight, we're watching an installment of Dark Side of the Ring about Herb Abrams, a personality that Greg has told us quite a bit about over the last uh, few months, and uh, he's been eagerly awaiting this day. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Uh, the, the, to say the least, Herb Abrams is one heck of a story, and we're going to watch the show live and uh, give you feedback uh, as it airs. And this is going to be our first live show, and hopefully not our last. Uh, we'll see how this goes. This is going to be unedited. The, uh, everything you hear is in real time. Where uh, There may be the occasional bad language, but... There, and there, there also might be the occasional rumble of thunder, because there's some weather up in the Fayetteville area. Ooh, Okay, well, you've been warned. So if you hear thunder, or if you hear vulgarities, it's to be expected. This is not being edited. This is... This is raw footage, as they say. Yes. And we're going to start airing, uh, or we're going to start uh, playing the episode right now. Oh, look at those UWF graphics. Oh, yeah. Done on an Amiga, probably. Oh, Bart uh, Simpson t-shirt. 1989. Oh, Bruno Sandwich. Oh, Captain Lou. Cat Mick Foley. Yeah, I saw Mr. Wonderful there. Yep. He is a furball. Yeah. Yeah. Got a n 900 number. Yep. Oh, there it is. Bloody Herb. Electricity. There's there's your uh there's your line of coke. Yep. <laughs> oh pixel Oh jeez. <laughs> oh, okay, that's the first time I've ever seen pixelation in a documentary. <laughs> You haven't seen A Thousand Ways to Die, have you? Oh, I've, I've seen that. I just... I, I, I take that back. Young Vince McMahon and, well... Yeah. Yesterday, and I cannot talk about her without smiling. I am uh, Mick Foley. I am sometimes known as uh, the hardcore legend. 
Yikes. Dang. Guy with a big personality. His enthusiasm was contagious. I believe I was at one of John Arezzi's uh, Weekend of Champions. John was one of the first guys who was putting together wrestling weekends. My name is John Arezzi, and I've been in and out of the pro wrestling business uh, really since the early 1970s. There was a gentleman who was looking to start a wrestling promotion, and he was uh, a little eccentric. Uh, he had really A little eccentric? Just a, just a teensy weensy? Well, John, you don't know the half of it. That's a mouthful. These are facts. Yes, indeed. The Wrestling Fans Fantasy Weekend event is one of the first fan conventions of its kind and a convenient arena for her to approach talent looking for new opportunities. There was a lot of the guys from the Northeast, the Cactus Jacks, Sunny Beaches, and her made a point to introduce himself to almost everybody there. I know he was trying to, you know, look for talent at the convention. He was there, I guess, recruiting. My name's Rick Allen, uh, formerly known as Sunny Beach in the wrestling world. He was, you know, looking to do big things. And he was saying, my boy, we're going to make it big one day, you know. Just be there for the ride. I didn't inspire to become a professional wrestler, to be honest with you. He saw something in me. Oh, that dog. cute dog. Steve the Wild Thing, Wild Thing Stevie Ray. Yeah, not that Stevie Ray from Harlem Heat. No, this is another Stevie Ray. Let's just say there's a key difference that we won't get into. Yes. Oh, it's that jabroni B. Brian Blair. Where's the Iron Sheik when we need him? He's busy uh, railing against Star oh. Wars on Twitter. Seven days in a row, and it was perfect for me. Sixty-seven days in a row. Yeah, WWE wow. schedule back in the day was nuts. UWF at the convention with a press conference laying out his grand plans for global domination. It was really designed to kind of introduce his vision and announce some of the performers that were going to be associated with him. Uh, but it turned into more of a circus. And there was an angle between Dance by me and B. Brian Blair. There were tables. Oh, the old the Sports Channel logo. Oh, yeah. There's a throwback. By the way, angle for those uninitiated storyline. Yep. Uh, oh yeah, oh yeah. This is what I told you about. He talked about how he had Bruiser Brody as one of his top stores when he had been dead for two years. Yep. Oh man, look at that picture of Nick and that UWS hat with Wow. Exploding out of the convention, Herb's pure force of personality has bought him a roster of eager wrestlers, each with the high expectations of a man who is a complete mystery. I didn't know a whole lot about who Herb Abrams 
was. I knew that he was a businessman of some kind. He was uh, working with the stock market. He told me he was in the clothing industry. I have no idea what Herb Abrams did. What the hell is that? <laughs> I have a theory. Herb Abrams is Tommy Wiseau. Yeah? <laughs> Yeah, uh, what what Greg is referring to, I'm guessing, was the wrestling shorts, uh, the wrestling sort of brief or whatever you want to call it, that has satisfaction guaranteed across the top of the butt. Yeah. <laughs> you have that deep desire to want to be on the inside. Herbert Abrams was my best friend. We were kindred spirits. Herb was in a pair of jeans, cowboy boots, and he was going from the minute I met him. Yeah. That's your title. He didn't have someone that could do what I did. He believed so much in what he was doing and in what he was selling. Herb Abrams' greatest dream comes to life on October 1st, 1990, when the UWF Fury Hour debuts on cable television. There's excitement in the air throughout this capacity crowd. This is the premiere of UWF. We were in Reseda, California. It was, uh, it was a nice Isn't that how Glow got started? Yeah, pretty much. On cable and Reseda? Yeah. Herb Abrams seems like the type of type of guy who's like the Mark Marin character from Netflix Glow. Oh, Chief J. Strong, but what are you doing here? Then he had Steve, Dr. Death Williams. And there's Steve. Dr. Death Williams. Eight years away from getting knocked out by Bart Gunn in the brawl for all. Um, Bob Orton. Isn't his kid play football for a while? I don't know. A lot of wrestlers' kids played football for a while. Maybe you're thinking of Laurinaitis because uh, his his son James played with the Rams for yeah, some obviously, time. Yeah, obviously, obviously, Bob Orton's kid's Randy Orton. So, okay, never mind. I was thinking of Kyle Orton. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, you're not the only one who made that joke. <laughs> and, and that's why we're doing this live and not editing a thing for comments like that. Yeah. <laughs> Look at that reenactment. That yellow suit. Met with Vince McMahon and said to him, "You want the East Coast, the Central, and it's all yours. What about if I promote the West Coast for you?" He really wanted in on that action. Yeah. Herb's attitude towards the WWF evolves into a desire for utter domination. In order to, I'm pretty sure this is how Donald Trump got started in professional football. Yep. Oh, this Boris Zukov. That is some white mullet this guy's got. Yikes. In the dressing room, we kept hearing about this Mark out in California who had tons of money and was put together. Oh, look at that belt. Holy moly. He set me up in this two-bedroom 
you haven't heard that phrase in about 15 years. You know, I'm like, wow. That night, he uh, knocks on the door, and he has two high-end. Oh. High-end call girls. Yep. We're not talking about South Carolina Snaggletooth call girls. <laughs> Hollywood honeys. Oh my gosh. South Carolina Snaggletooth call girls. Ah, there we go. Yep. There's the nose candy. Hookers and blow, ladies and gentlemen. on <laughs> oh wow and, and probably just his boots <laughs> just his boots so, okay. oh my gosh okay so early thoughts herb abrams is kind of a mix as you mentioned chico tommy wiseau but tommy wiseau mixed with joe exotic yes <laughs> okay that's that's fair yes that is a fair comparison and he that that is something about how he wanted in to promote with Vince, and she, he sure as hell likes his hookers and blow. <laughs> oh man! I mean, we're what ten minutes into the show, and we've already got the nose. Ca- well, uh, about twelve minutes, eleven, twelve minutes into the show, and the nose candy is already out. Yes, and it's also kind of. It, cool to see uh, John Rizzi on camera because John Rizzi for uh, YouTube that don't know he was a uh, he was a wrestling radio host here in the Long Island area back in the uh, late eighties to mid nineties. So that's that's kind of a uh, it's kind of impressive that they got him on camera for this uh, interview for this show. Indeed, yeah, but I mean. Uh, I, I I was just so happy to see that Sports Channel belt that uh, Herb was showing right there, the one with the uh, neon letters on it. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the neon oh, UWF logo. Yeah, mm-hmm. that belt's got to be around somewhere. That's that's something we have to put in our museum. You see, and my takeaway was the Sports Channel banner in the back with the old red and blue logo from, uh, again, about 89, 90 before uh, they got absorbed by Fox Sports. Yeah. yeah. Good good times. Good times. Very yeah. good times. Oh, yes. Yeah. UWF was uh, part of a block on Sports Channel America called Feet, Fists, and Fury, which they were paired with, like, kickboxing and boxing. Hence why the show was called the UWF Fury Hour. So, that explains why it was called the Fury Hour. 
Mm-hmm. But oh uh, man, I really hope they get to the. I really hope they talk about the blackjack brawl show from 1984. I hope someone can explain why uh, Mondo Guerrero came out to Taco Grande. And and if they don't, I'm sure you have all the deets about that, Greg. Oh my God, yes. By the way, folks, on our regular show, on it was a thing on TV. By the way, this is this is airing on the Place to Be Nation Wrestling feed. So, if you listen to us on the Pop feed later this year, we will be cover. We'll, we will have a regular episode about the Herb Abrams UWF later this year. Yeah, this is just a little bonus thing on TV. Yes. Yeah, th- th- this feels a need that, uh, not just Greg, all three of us, it was an itch that all three of us needed scratched. Yes. Yeah. Fall yeah, due respe- Fall due respect to Matt Cordona. Oh, I got this neat ad for uh, Cambridge Pavers here. Oh, wait. Okay. Oh, oh, there it is. And there's the belt. Oh, is that cool? UWF on both sides. Herb's vision for the UWF was to put the WWF out of business. I mean, he was that cocky. Herb was doing everything in his power to intentionally needle McMahon and to piss him off. He wanted a squash fence. He wouldn't even be. <laughs> With his. He wanted Vince McMahon smeared on the bottom of his cowboy boots. Yes. Okay. That oh, Rob great. Bartlett on Monday Night Raw. That's going to be a future topic, guys. Well, hold on. I have to wonder how 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 long did uh, the giant have before he he uh, he passed on? Uh, Andre passed away January '93, so he had like three years. Not even yeah. actually, just over two years, because I think they said this was November first of '90. Yeah. Oh no. Herb responds by throwing every gimmick in the book. Oh boy.
match. Does he even know what an Indian strap match is? No. Oh my god, Herb's hair, he looks like Doc Brown. Interesting. What happens to a promotion when the when the boss becomes the you know the star of the show? Of course, just ask Vince McMahon. Well give Herb credit. He was he was the first to do that like long before Vince McMahon and Eric Bischoff and WCW became authority figures. Yeah. So he was ahead of his time there. Oh, Mr. Wonderful's pissed. TV, I was open to anything to get the exposure that I was after. He saw a way to get heat and actually be on camera and have a feud between the colonel and the owner of Organization. Oh my. Oh, this is the famous angle where Colonel Red busts open her. <laughs> oh boy. Merchandising. 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 Where the real money from the company is made. UWF power line. There's the oatmeal cookies. We've got the Steve Ray. Well, how big Steve all natural oatmeal cookies? The oatmeal pina colada cookies. With Dr. Def Steve Williams' face on it. Mmm. Coming soon to binging with Babish. Wait, Herbie cookies? Oh, I don't. I don't want to know what's in the Herbie cookies. Oh. Ow. Oh, this is this is their uh, only pay-per-view right here, Beach Brawl, which aired in July of 91. When I heard the Herbs putting on a pay-per-view, it seemed like the breakthrough moment. It was proven by the WWF. It was proven by WCW. That's where they made the majority of their income was through their pay-per-view events. And to her, to step into that arena, maybe he was expecting to roll the dice, get lucky, and then uh, finance the whole operation. High expectations for the UWF's inaugural pay-per-view weigh heavily on her. Instead of holding the beach brawl in a largely populated area, Herb lands on Palmetto, Florida over an hour away from the closest major city. I'll bet O'Banity Civic Center was a nice venue. I mean, WWF does TV tapings out of there. I think that's one of the reasons why Herb picked that place. Herb said that he had every newspaper, he had every radio station. Everyone was going to give it a push to help him. Chris, we're real excited about the beach brawl. And I would highly suggest that people call to secure beach brawl right in their living room because it will be just that, a brawl at the beach. Hopefully millions of fans watching the show. I go and I look at this building and I know that there's no way in hell we can sell this building out. Building was immense. Building was bigger than uh, any building I had ever seen in my entire life. And I knew... <laughs> look at him! 
He has no idea. Like, how am I going to sell this building out? He has no idea. It's not exactly it's not exactly the uh, Cumberland County Arena now. I mean, no. this isn't small time anymore. This is this is the major leagues. Well, he did two things wrong. One, uh, the building is way too big for the event. But also, two, location, location, location. They said the closest big city was over an hour away. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's horrible. That that's bad planning. Yeah. Oh, by the way, there's a commercial of Dave Batista with Dave Batista playing while we're talking. For <laughs> <laughs> smeared off seltzer, red, white, and berry. He's not drinking it, and yet yep. he is drinking it. Oh man, God He's bless drinking you. it. He's drinking it with his mind. God bless you, Dave. Or maybe we can apply the past tense there. He drank it. <laughs> there you go. Can't wait to see you in Guardians Volume 3, by the way. Yeah, whenever that comes out. Right now, James Gunn has to direct a man who's apparently invisible in the Suicide Squad. No artificial sweeteners or flavors. Introducing Bolt 24. Stay hydrated. Yeah. No one likes a salty you-know-what. No. Creamier protein. Too good to be one gram of sugar. Emu, emu, and Doug. And Doug. <laughs> We're having way too much fun with these commercials here, but I don't mind. Yeah. I mean, there's no commercial for McDonald's grilled steak sandwich, but... Mm. I could go for one of those McDonald's grilled steak sandwiches right now. Mm. Uh, just hold uh, just hold your horses. That's episode three of It Was a Thing at the Drive-Thru. <laughs> uh. And now, a commercial Cash. for beds. Casper mattresses. Which is where all three of us should be now. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I want to try three, one of those Casper mattresses. Free no-contact delivery. I mean, they're the rage on every podcast. Yeah. We need a Casper mattress uh, advertisement on our podcast. This okay. is not a Casper mattress advertisement. Okay, so let's see. We talked about getting advertising for uh, from Casper mattresses. Uh, uh, was it keeps uh, hair growth formula? Yeah, and, and Roman boner pills. Okay, uh, and and everything Conrad Thompson plugs on his podcast. You are looking live at the Thames River in London, England. Oh, bullcrap! That's live. It's only five hours later uh, over in England. So that would be like at like uh, three thirty in the morning. Yeah. In that case, I will black. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Sugar Ray Leonard's going to be interviewed on See the Table tomorrow. Nice. Okay. All right, here we go. So we're back to Hookers and Blow now. And uh, overexposed or underexposed pay per views. Oh, sorry. And. Oh, look at that Steve Ray's dog again. 
obviously it was cocaine. Oh. And we're back on cocaine. And we're back it, on cocaine. It's yeah. snowing. <laughs> That's ah! I wonder why it's snowing. Because it's nose candy. <laughs> yeah. He's the candy man. I thought that was Brad Armstrong. I said to him, you got this dream you settled out. You got this goddamn pay-per-view to do. You're going to kill yourself. Why are you doing this? You know, man, it's the stress I'm under. I said to her, when we're finished with this, we got to get you into the rehab. If we don't go to rehab, I can't do this with you. Herb's distractions from the beach brawl comes to a head as he arrives to find thousands of empty seats at the arena. Whoops. Oh. It was too big. Yep. <laughs> the lights went on on Bruno. That was a pay-per-view. When I saw how few people were in the audience, I'd say to Herb, how can this be? And he'd say, somebody screwed up. Try to keep up beat. He was in there doing the ring announcement and his thing, but I think that really hurt him. Right, I'm going to go with the doc. I'm going to go with the doc. So Herb Abrams going with Steve Dr. Death Williams. He was running in and out of the bathroom a lot that night. Oh, so doing oh boys. He was high while he was broadcasting. You don't do that. God, he's going to get his ass kicked. all the money they're going to the hookers Fast one. So, 
the day of the show arrives. Okay. Herb's there. And they said, we need to get a check from for tonight's show. Oh, boy. Oh, no. This is not going to end well. It's, it never does. So we get up to about 4.30. TV crew came back and said, Mr. Abrams, if you don't give us some money, we're packing up leaving. Herb says, okay. Let's go up to the office. They call oh, Herb. Mr. Abrams has multi-millions of dollars. What? Oh, my. Herb Abrams is rolling in dough. And cocaine. And snow. He's got snow, and he's got dough. He's got two bank accounts. One was filthy rich. So he has two bank accounts. Accept a check if you don't want to accept a check. And accept a check. All hail broke loose. Some oh. of the guys that oh boy. threatened to throw her off the fifth Oh year. shit. And that's when reality hit me upside down. He got shook night, y'all. <laughs> oh, he did indeed. Yowza. Holy so, crap. Uh, so, uh, uh, thoughts now? Yes. Uh, I thought only uh, hidden second bank accounts were things of, of marriages. Oh, no. It's like, who... It's like, who doesn't... Who makes boatloads of money and doesn't have a second bank account? Hmm. That just... That just makes sense. Well, I'm, a... I'm talking. I'm talking about a secret bank account, and one that has zero money in it. At that, I mean, even just to cover expenses like the uh, the crew, you know, stick ten thousand dollars in there, or, or five thousand, or whatever you feel justified. Uh, just yeah, enough that you're not going to get your ass thrown over the fifth floor of a balcony. Yeah, I mean, geez, don't stiff them on the payment. Yep. Yeah, but you can't blame them. I mean, some of us have been there uh, being stiffed by uh, companies in the past. And, uh, oh, God. And trust me, uh, I don't know if the amount of money I'm talking about is anywhere near the amount of money a camera crew would be making. But yeah, if they even screwed me out of a couple hundred dollars, I'd be a little upset. Yeah. Well, a little upset. Not, not even a not even a hundred dollars. Just the not even like any set amount of money, but the potential for a set amount of money. And there is a story that uh, it's like all my friends know about the Chase story. So. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, but, uh, well, I was just saying, you know, okay, it, it starts off uh, at a couple hundred dollars. I'd be a little, I'd be upset. But the thing is, if you screwed me out of say. Eh, $5,000? Yeah, we might be going up to the fifth floor balcony. Uh, you might, you might have a, you might have a knock on the door and two guys ironically named Tiny. <laughs> Is one of, does one of them have the last name Lister? Yes. 
<laughs> One of them has the last name Lister. Chico, I think this is as appropriate as any. Warn the town, the beast is loose. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, that type of tiny. <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, God. Oh, man. I, uh, we're, we're almost getting close to the main event, guys. We're almost getting close to the main event. Can't wait for those. Oh, I think we're already sort of at the main event. With, with yeah. The, with with uh, uh, during the uh, the uh, the pay per view, going into the hotel room with the hookers and two big piles of blow. Oh, here we go. Oh, make that one big pile of blow because he just smacked smacked a, smacked it into a giant snow cloud. Yep. Yes, he is. For some reason, he had a fascination with cushions. And if it was a zipper, he'd open them up. He'd just start ripping them out. I mean, he'd just rip them out. You know, and when that was ripped out, he'd go to the next one. All the feathers. All of them. And all those feathers. You know, he wanted everything. That paranoia thing, uh, it concerned me because I. There was some truth behind some of that. Is he would go over to the door and the people, and he would look to the people like this right here. Now you gotta understand. Here's this five foot tall, little naked Jewish fella with cowboy boots. Right. That's the one thing you didn't think of. That's a great description. And he's going. This one was stronger. Oh boy. Oh man. Yeah, they probably come. Herb's problems escalate further when he tries to put one over on the wrong people. Oh, that'll do it. It's cash, cash only, my friend. Yeah, Herb. Oh, oh, no, oh, this is not going to end well. And oh. there's the pixelation. Oh. oh. <laughs> and he's and he's has his cell phone. Herb's excessive lifestyle has finally reached its limit, and his activities in wrestling cease. Any comeback for the UWF seems near impossible. Meanwhile, his old rival Vince McMahon stages one of his most flamboyant events yet. The spectacle of WrestleMania 9. Oh god, this was big. Yeah. Look at Macho. 
are heard. It opens the door to a golden opportunity in the city of second chances. Oh, no. Oh, no. The Blackjack Brawl. Oh, here we go. <laughs> you wanted this, Greg? You got it. Oh, yes. I actually think this is like one of the first shows ever at the MGM Grand Arena. What's what's Vic gonna encounter here? Oh boy! Those are butt ass ugly boots. They match the jacket he's wearing, though. Oh my People God. would lose their mind over yellow cowboy boots. UWF talent discover once again that Herb's reach is leagues beyond his grasp. Gorgeous arena. That night it was a gorgeous, empty arena. Sad to wrestle in front And once again, underbooked the arena. Yep. He looks like he has a couple ounces in his system right about now. <laughs> oh, yep. yes. You think? You think, John? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Yes, the greatest moment from that show. Let's hear it for the Jews. Oh, boy. Uh, yep, he's tweaked. <laughs> yeah. He is so tweaked right now. Oh, yeah, he is so high right now. Oh, Jimmy Snooker and Herb Abrams in the same room. Oh, boy. It's Herb's show. We can do whatever we want. That's one way of putting it. Yeah. Look at all those empty seats. Oh, jeez. Shocker. And, um, you know, that's got to hurt. He had the weight of the world on his shoulder. Now, never... He looks like a young Larry David in that shoot. When he came back, he told me how successful it was. I had the MGM. My daddy drew 200 people, and it was a total cluster. 
Yeah, it was a clusterfuck. But it wasn't an MGM clusterfuck. Okay, by the way, I looked up MGM Grand Arena opened December 18th, 1993. So this show was like nine, ten months into the life of the MGM Grand Arena. Well, yeah, you got to remember the MGM Grand, at least the, the new one, if you will, the newer one, was a big thing back in the early 90s. Because the original MGM Grand, uh, there was a fire there back, I believe, about 80, 81-ish. Uh-huh. Yes. So I'm not surprised that this, I mean, the MGM Grand was the place uh, in Vegas back in the early 90s. Yeah, for uh, for big heavyweight title fights. At least until uh, T-Mobile Arena opened up when the Golden Knights entered the NHL. Yep. But, oh... Oh. And also, I think I uh, should say this. MGM Grand has one hell of a deli. It yeah. does. I, <laughs> two, two of the three I, of us have been there, and we can state they have one hell of a deli there. I just can't believe John Rizzi thought, hey, Mick, you know what you should do at, on the show? You need to wear these yellow cowboy boots that have UWF on it. That, the crowd will go nuts. Oh, and something else they do really uh, well at the MGM Grand, which unfortunately won't exist uh, too much longer. They had one hell of a buffet. Oh, oh, their buffet was really good. I love their buffet. Their buffet was, especially at breakfast. Oh, my gosh. They had these little, I'd almost call them like uh, chocolate cheesecake shooters. They're sort of, well, they weren't alcoholic, but they looked like they're in the size of shot glasses. Oh, I I downed about four or five of those after breakfast uh, a couple of years ago at the MGM Grand. Wow. Oh, they have a oh, oh the oh the buffet there was just so good. But again, given the times, don't think we're going to be having many buffets there in the future, or at least uh, self serve buffets. Maybe you know they have attended there, you know, sort of yeah. like uh, lunch lady Doris or something. Oh, it'd be awesome if they had Lunch Lady Doris at a Las Vegas buffet. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay, Lunch Lady Doris like. I mean, she's been deceased now for 25 oh, yeah. or so years. God bless her. Yeah. We miss you, Doris Crow. Oh, call back to the critic. <laughs> yes. Which you, can, which you can hear in our archive and at Place to Be Nation Pop. You're so suave. Yes. Have to get those plugs in. Uh, you're as good of a, a promotion whore as Herb Abrams. <laughs> well, no, actually, you're better because Herb Abrams couldn't fill the MGM Grand or, or whatever Podunk Arena they are in in Florida. Oh, I could I could do a better job than Herb at promoting that show. Let me tell you. Well, also, uh, just really quick before the show comes back on, uh, obviously, it looks like Herb didn't have the same strategies that Vince did in terms of camera work and cleverly arranging the audience, if there are holes in the audience by shooting just where there's bunches of people and also moving people to one area to make it look like it's packed. Yes. Yeah. All right, here we go. And we're back in. Constant, constant Mr. Electricity was in need of a jump start. 
to L.A. for good. He came back to New York. I thought he, I thought he was really cleaning himself up. So I get a phone call from Herb, and he goes, Glenn, big things are happening. I go, Herb, are you sure you're straight? He goes, Glenn, I'm perfectly straight. On July 17, 1996, a longtime friend visits Herb at his office in New York City. This is the last known recording of Herb Abrams. gushing at uh, being sodomized by police batons. Police 
Cocaine and hookers. Yep. Which, if you think about it, is a freaking mouthful. Oh, oh, Chico. What a, what a way to Sorry. go. He took his clothes off in the jail, too. Oh, my God. That is a common thread I'm seeing here with Herb. Is He, he does enjoy just uh, being naked or... Or wearing just a robe when he's doing things. Jumping off the balcony. In jail. Yeah. Oh, and look, it's an ad for Keeps. We were talking about it earlier. <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, well the ultimate irony is there's going to be an ad for Keeps. Five seconds later, there's going to be an ad for Dollar Shave Club. No. Yeah, let's get all the the advertisers uh, for podcasts, uh, their commercials out of the way. Yeah. Boy, they're talking about hair loss and growing back hair. I'd like to do the opposite now. Gee, I need a haircut in the worst way. Well, there's an underwear company called Tommy John. Man, he's raking in the dough between that. Oh, and the surgery. And the surgeries, yeah. Between between the drawers and the surgery, he's a rich man. Yeah, it's what those 280-plus wins get you. Mm-hmm. World-renowned for your surgery and world-renowned for your boxers. Yep. They show off a lot, if you know what I mean. I'm glad I'm not the only one who thinks that. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, I wasn't really paying attention at that part. Thank you. Uh, I can't not pay attention to that part. You know, given what we've seen the last almost hour, I can't really blame you. (laughs) You you almost get used to the sight of uh, naked Herb Abrams with a little bit of pixelation, uh, totally naked with blow and baby oil all over him. Okay. Right. Oh, Here he is with the baseball bat. Last part. Overshadow this already extreme life and reach urban legend status within the wrestling world. Kind of became folklore. Everywhere we go, you can get a Herb Abrams story. You know, and, uh, some are better than others. Some are true. Some you don't know what to believe. When they told me he died. He's faked his man. He's left. He's left the country. And I hate to talk ill of the dead. If he's dead. But I had a promotion that was down in Union, South Carolina, that ran under UWF. And this promoter swore to me that the night of his show, this little fella. What? Came to the show 
in blue jeans and cowboy boots and ask him what the name of the organization was. Ace Ward. He said, I'm telling you, he said, that Herb Baker showed up on my show. And because it's he was probably done, blasted himself. Cemetery in West Babylon. Mm-hmm. Which is like a block away from your house, isn't it? It's like 40 minutes from my house. Okay, never mind. One day I'm going to drive there and I'm going to pay my respects. We, we deal, we cope, we go on. I'll say... Oh, oh my god! Oh of course, my god! Of course, Herb Abrams' dog is Koki. A, a snow white dog. Oh my gosh. How, wait a minute, guys. How do we know Herb Abrams wasn't a big fan of the reporter Koki Roberts from ABC? How do we know this wasn't his takeoff of Marjorie Goodson's Pokey? How do we know he just didn't like Pepsi? Oh, trust me, we know he didn't like Pepsi. He liked Cokey. Oh, sad. Sure, Herb. And yep. 
you have it the best that I could give it to you today. Enthusiasm, and I think the courage to try to live out his dream. He was such a diehard fan that that was his downfall. He would love the negative that's on the internet. He was loving all. Why is that? Because he was her papers. He was a thing unto himself. I have to believe this is the way Herb would want it. You're like, maybe he got in death what he didn't have in life, and that is he became a legend. Yes. Last question. If he was alive today, what do you think he would do? Time. Oh, Jesus! <laughs> <Big> Foley, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen! <laughs> 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 Look at him! Dunkin' Milk and Cookies! <laughs> what a way to end it. That was great. Yep. That was, that was like the perfect, perfectly perfect response to that question. What would he be doing? Time. Yes. Perfect answer. Well, perfect. before we wrap this up, uh, final takeaways, thoughts. Oh man, what can I say? That was everything I, I I was hoping it would be. Oh my god, he was a true character to say the least, uh, and, and also maybe he bit off more than he could chew. Maybe he was a bit delusional. Um, you know, the saying that he owned the MGM Grand and that one arena in Florida when each had barely a few hundred people. Um, but yeah, you can't deny that he was a character. Yeah, he yeah. was a character. He was a character. He was a character owner before beat before character owners were a thing in professional wrestling. And uh, I, I'm guessing a lot of people who are now sort of characters pretty much took a lot from uh, Herb Abrams. How exuberant he is! How over the top he was! How, how much in love with his own shit he was. Oh, yes. Oh, he, but wow, he, he really was so in to, he just wanted to be Vince so bad. I mean, for crying out loud, the, the UWF cookies. Well, Greg, you know this better than me. Did the uh, WWF ever have anything like the UWF cookies? Well, they had the ice cream bars back in the day. Uh-huh. See, I had never even heard of those, so... Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay, WWF uh, ice cream bars and oh. WWE cookies. Well, I mean, if you look at the WWF, obviously they're bigger to begin with because you had the action figures and those stuffed dolls and whatnot. Yeah, I just wa- I actually just watched that episode of Toys That Made Us on Netflix. Oh my god, the L- the LJN action figures that were yeah. that we talked about in the previous still, show. I still to this day remember my twelve inch. My 12-inch Greg the Hammer Valentine that I won in a USA Network Kids Club contest back in the day. 
Ooh. Oh, that's cool. Actually, four years ago at an independent show out in Hampton Bays, I got like an SD Jones LJN figure for five bucks. And you're asking, Greg, why the hell did you buy an SD Jones LJN figure? And to which I say, why the hell not? Because he could. Because I could. Exactly. And also, I hate money. <laughs> okay, well, on that note, <laughs> uh, we will have a regular episode going up. On Thursday, actually in about 24 hours from the time this is uploaded. So this is not the replacement or the second episode for the week. This is like a bonus episode. This isn't uh, in our catalog per se. So, And we'll be yeah. doing more of these. We'll be doing some live episodes. Uh, we've also been talking about doing smaller versions of episodes, maybe a little 15-minute episodes if we feel we can't get a half an hour or, or an hour out of the, uh, the different topics. So we're going to have more shows like this that are gonna be a little bit off the beaten path but for first uh effort i think this worked out really well yes mm-hmm. i think it did and of course if there's anything we missed we'll cover this on a future installment of it was a thing on tv i believe the uwf is actually on the list isn't it yes it's coming up in a couple of months we won't tell you when but it's coming up very soon. It's sometime this year. It's in the calendar year 2020. I know that much. Yeah, because we have a we have a whole bunch of other things to talk about with uh, Blackjack Brawl. Oh, let me tell you, especially one particular set subject that I already t- talked about earlier in the episode. Well, I think that's all we got. Unless anybody has any final words, uh, as always... You know, remember our back catalog, especially for people who are listening to this on the uh, uh, Place to Be Pop Nation uh, feed or Place yeah, to the Be place Nation, Nation Pop feed. Wrestling feed. Yep. Yeah, please come visit us. Uh, it was a thing on TV.com. We'll talk wrestling, but obviously we'll talk about all sorts of other television, too. Uh, again, at uh, it was a thing on TV.com. Uh, our entire back catalogs there links to social media. Everything about the show. Also, uh, email. We rarely mention the email, but if you want to get a hold of us by email, contact at itwasathingontv.com. We'd like to hear your feedback. If you have ideas, please send them our way. Uh, Even if you just want to say hi, even if you're lonely during these COVID-19 times and just want to say, hey, how you doing? Hey, we're doing fine. Unlike Herb Abrams. Oh, no. And on that disappointment, we're going to call it a night. Yeah, I'm going to pour one out to Herbie tonight before I go to bed. Gosh, when you say I'm going to pour one out, I hope that doesn't mean you're going to pull out the baby oil. Oh, boy. (laughs) How do you know I'm not? With that, thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Good night, everybody. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Cocaine and baby oil. (laughs) Hookers at blow.